You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Matthew chapter number 21 on tonight. Let us notice Matthew and chapter number 21 on tonight. Notice the book of Matthew. And we're going to consider Matthew chapter 21. And as you are turning to Matthew 21, I want to again remind us of our theme scripture for the year, which is found in Philippians Two and five, where Paul told the church at Philippi, he told the saints, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Remember, that's the theme scripture. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so, again, our theme is a Christ-minded church. And so we want to be Christ-minded people. Amen? Because no way you can have a Christ-minded church unless the people within the church choose to be Christ-minded. Now that word let, we have been continuing to talk about this small word that has so much significance. Again, we, we, we have not slipped on the word let. Because we understand that we have to allow the mind of Christ to be in us. We have to allow it. We have to permit it to be so. Amen? And uh, we are not going to fight it this year. Uh, My prayer is that we won't fight having the mind of Christ. We talked about in Matthew 16, 18, how Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church. And he said, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. In other words, death or destruction will not prevail against God's church. And the reason it will not prevail against his church is because he built his church. Or he's building his church. Amen. And so what that meant to us was that to have the mind of Christ... God was going to build us. He's going to work on us. Are y'all with me? All of this I'm praying that we have not allowed any of the word that we have been uh, blessed or fortunate enough to receive. I am praying that we are being repetitive in a lot of things that we are saying, but I pray that you will recognize that it is coming with, with purpose. And, and sometimes to truly walk in a particular thing, one must hear it over and over again so that it will continue not just to be embedded in us, but my prayer is that it would be rooted within us, again, causing us to abide in the word. One thing we need to be, in order to allow God to build us, to make us, to mold us, is that we have to remain humble. We have to remain humble. We have to remain in a place where we are clothed in humility. 
Why is being humble so important, Pastor? Because when a person is humble, it says about him or her that they are teachable. When, when a person is humble, when a person is, be, is clothed in humility, again, he or she is going to be teachable. One thing teachable represents is a person who is willing to listen and apply what is being said. An humble person or a person clothed in humility, all this is important in what I'm going to speak about tonight, says again that I am willing to listen and to apply what is being said. How many know how important that is? Because we can listen and not apply. Come on, you, you can have what, what is seemingly a good attitude while hearing, but, but if you're not listening with the intent of applying, you're not humble. Because never get in a place where you feel there's nothing left to learn or there's, n there's no more growth that can happen in your life. You, 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 you're not humble at, at that point. Are y'all with me tonight? Keeping in mind when we go to this scripture that we need to let the mind of Christ be in us. Amen. Notice Matthew 21. Notice Matthew 21. I've already said a lot. Matthew 21 and notice verse number 12. Matthew 21 and verse number 12. Remember the theme, a Christ-minded church. This is important tonight. Notice Matthew 21, starting at verse number 12. Then Jesus went into the temple of God, or he went into the house of God, and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple, and overturned the tables of the money changers, and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple, saying, Hosanna, the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, or they were angry, and said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise. Then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, and he lodged there. Notice tonight, Jesus went into the temple, and he was angry at the things that he saw happening in the temple or in the house of God. Now, when a lot of people look at this particular passage, they make the mistake of saying that when Jesus went in the temple, he lost it. You know, some folks will say, have you ever read about Jesus going into the temple and turning over the tables and, and driving people out of the temple? And again, they will refer to this as, as Jesus losing it in the temple. But, 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 but see, it's the exact opposite. He didn't lose it. 
even though he was angry. Come on, I said he didn't lose it. He was in control. He was in control. This is important. What he saw in the temple or in the house of God caused him to be angry, caused him to display his anger, but everything he did, he did under control. And it, it can be described, and what I'm going to describe it as tonight is righteous anger. Righteous anger. And so if we're going to have the mind of Christ, I want us to realize tonight that we need to have the mind of Christ even when we are angry with someone, with some thing, or with a circumstance, or angry with ourselves. I want to teach tonight about righteous anger. I want to teach tonight about righteous anger. Let's give God a praise for our subject tonight. Righteous anger. A good text tonight. Righteous anger. And, and I'm so glad that this particular story is recorded. I'm glad that it's recorded. For, you know, the Bible teaches us that the things that are written are written for our learning. And so tonight we have before us an excellent example of righteous anger. And over the years, I found out when it comes to some saints, not all, some people are caught in a snare, if you will, when it comes to doing what is right when they're angry. Come on. I found out over the years that a lot of people have a great tendency to error when they are angry. And see, I'm not getting many amen, but I know the word is right tonight. I said over the years, pastoring, I've seen it to the point to where saints of God, who are normally people who display good character, but so-and-so is not the same when she's angry. Brother so-and-so can be a calm person until he gets angry. And, and, and see, if we're going to have the mind of Christ, I want to say to the church tonight, we, we certainly need his mindset when we are angry. Come on, somebody trying to act like they, 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 this word is not for. But again, some of us, we error when we get angry. And one thing that describes anger is being hot. Is being hot. Another word that describes being angry is boiling. In other words, when a person is hot, when a person is boiling about something, it says about him or her that they're passionate. In other words, you're, you're having strong feelings in a moment where, again, you hot about something. You're angry about something that was said to you. You're angry about something that was done to you. But even in that moment, 
We can't do what a lot of folk do, which is to put down their religion. You know, it's to set aside all that they have been taught because they're angry. No, I want to teach us tonight that we have to learn to do as the Bible teaches. That is to be angry, but sin not. Be angry, but don't sin. Be angry, let me break it down, but don't think too long on what you shouldn't think on. I said don't think too long on what you shouldn't think on. Because sometimes when you get angry, thoughts will come into your mind. But when you're angry, you have to choose what is right to think on. But you also have to know and discern while you are angry what thoughts you need to cast down. And we can't speak in a way that we shouldn't because we are angry. And certainly we can't do anything just because we are angry. Because at some point you have to grow up. You have to mature. Watch this to the point to where you recognize as a mature Christian that I got to hold myself accountable for my actions even when I'm angry. Come on, I, I can no longer allow or try to use the excuse of bad behavior and try to cover it with just saying, well, I got upset about something. No, no notice what the scripture says in the book of Ephesians. Notice what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians. And, and listen, as you turn into the book of Ephesians, understand that this is going to require maturity. I said it's going to require maturity. You remember Paul said, when I was a child, come on, he said, I spake as a child. He said, I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But then Paul said, but when I became a man or mature, Paul said, I put away childish things. See, for some of us, that means we have to get control of ourselves even when we're angry. Come on. And, and you can never drop your guard to the point to where just because you're angry at the house that you think what you say and do because you're at the house, it doesn't matter. Yes, it matters to God. I said it matters to God. And so God is going to teach us tonight how to have his mind even when you are angry. Do you, and, and how, I, I want us to recognize at the end of the teaching that is something we can do. You can have righteous anger. You can be angry with the person. You can be angry about a situation, but still say the right things, still think the right things, and still choose to do the right thing. And somebody out there may be saying, not me, Pastor. Yes, you. It's going to take something, but you can come to the place where you can do this. Because if the truth be told, many of us, we've been in the church too long to be allowing anger to control us in the wrong way. It's time to get that under control. Am I right about that? But we got to understand righteous anger. Notice what he says in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 4 and verse 26. I quoted it, but again, I, I, I want us to see it. He said in Ephesians 4, 26, look at it tonight with me, especially with it being Bible study. Look at it with me, Ephesians 4 and 26. 
He said, be angry. Look at that. Be angry. I'm angry. Be angry. <laughs> I'm upset. Be upset. Have something happen today and I'm hot. Be hot. But sin not. Be angry and do not sin. I broke that down in three areas. Be angry and do not think what you shouldn't think. Be angry, but don't say what you shouldn't say. Be angry, but don't do what you should not do. And this seems so elementary. But again, when some of us get angry, we say the very thing we shouldn't say. And I'm going to tell you, if this is you tonight, you're delaying certain blessings. You're delaying God from doing certain things that he desires to do. Look, look at it again. Be angry and do not sin. Though I'm bawling about something, I have to learn while angry to abide in the word. I got to learn. I said, I've had to learn this. Because sometimes we have a legit reason to be angry. Amen? Such as the main text. Jesus had a reason to be angry. Because when he went into the house of God, which should have been the house of prayer, a place where people could receive healing, deliverance, salvation, and such, he with his own word says that they had turned the house of prayer into a den of thieves. They had turned God's house into something, listen to this, that he never ordained for his house to be. And so why wouldn't he be angry? When he's, now imagine if you went to your house and somebody had turned your house into something that you didn't ordain for your house to be. Most of us are not going to be okay with that. We are going to be angry. Are you with me? And even when we look at the church today, many have turned God's house into everything but his house. I'm going to teach it right tonight. Many have turned his house into a place to get tested for COVID. That is not what his house is. His house is a house of prayer. Come on, saints. 
But see, this is a warning to the church. This is a warning to pastors. This is a warning to leaders. We can't allow God's house to become something he didn't ordain for it to become. And when we see people trying to make his house something he didn't ordain for it to be, then we also have the right to be angry. Are y'all with me tonight? And so when he went in, notice it again. Again, I done told y'all I love the scripture. Because it also tells me that you can display anger and not be in sin. I ain't telling nobody to go home and slam a door. But 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 now that that's saying I'm I can slam a door and not necessarily be in sin. But what's in my mind when I slam the door? What's on the tip of my tongue when I slam the door? Am I under control when I slam the door? Y'all heard what I said, and I'm not giving you no, no occasion or no reason to go home tonight and say, well, you know, Pastor said tonight, it's all right to slam doors. And, and, and certainly don't you slam a door here at the church. But notice this. Good stuff tonight. Because again, some of us find ourselves backtracking, getting out of the will of God because we're angry about something. Or we're angry at somebody. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and he drove out those who bought and sold in the temple. You know what the implication of the scripture is? That he didn't ask them to leave. The implication of scripture, he didn't ask them to leave. The Bible said he drove them out. They saw in Jesus that day, we don't want to, we don't want to mess with him. He is angry about this. Notice he drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple, overturned the tables of the money changers, and the seats of those who sold up. Noted Jesus was not just mad at people for selling. He was mad at folk for showing up buying. Are, are y'all with me? And notice what he said to him again now in verse 13. It is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it. A den of thieves. See, at the time when they were selling these things that people would need in one sense to sacrifice. But the people were so into making money that they weren't concerned about the sins of the people. They weren't concerned about the souls of people only if they could make some money. And it angered him again. He got angry enough to overturn tables, to overturn seats, and to drive people out of the house of God. But again, it was righteous anger. And I'm coming to teach us tonight that there are times that we have a valid reason for being angry. But we have to 
have the mind of Christ when we're angry. I'm angry, listen, but I'm not going to let nothing, I'm not going to let nobody get me out of the will of God. I'm not going to let nobody get me out the will of God. You can get angry with the way somebody treats you, but don't let the way they treat you get you out the will of God. Cause you to do what you shouldn't do. No, don't give nobody that kind of power. Look at somebody tonight and tell them, don't give nobody that kind of power over your mind. Come on, somebody. You, you got to learn, child of God. Yes, you angry, but stay in the will of God. Stay in the will of God. Listen, we're going back to 1 Corinthians 14. Because when we are angry, that is also a time that we must still allow everything we do to be done decently and in order. Come on. Being angry is not an excuse to do something shameful. Because the antithesis of decently is shameful. Turn to 1 Corinthians 14. I told y'all this year he was going to work on us. I said, I told you he was going to work on us. And he has stayed true to his word. He the one told me, let the saints know I'm going to work on you. And see, tonight he's working. Now, please don't slip on this word. And the Lord should tarry. You get angry tomorrow and do what you shouldn't do. And say what you should not have said. Because some folk ignorantly think while they're angry, well, I'm just going to say this and repent later. Well, I'm just going to do this and repent for it later. And you can do it and repent in the sense of saying, Lord, I'm sorry. But to repent means to turn. Come on, somebody. And, and, and many of us, you can't keep doing what you know is wrong, thinking, well, I'm just going to do it and ask God to forgive me. Sooner or later, he's going to require that you grow up. I said, sooner or later, he's going to require that you grow up. Now, don't you say what it is that you want to say. Because it's sad that some Christians have a mind like that. And they continue in behavior, listen to me carefully, that's not becoming of a Christian. And see, like it or not, when we get angry around people who know us to be Christian, really listen, but yet they're not Christian, that's when they watch us the most. When all you've been saying is hallelujah, thank you Jesus, but now they know somebody on that job has made you mad. That's when folk will just tune in on you. Come on. When they know you've been done wrong and they just can't wait till you get to work that morning. They want to see how you're going to handle this. Or something is said about you or to you in a meeting. That people can pick up on that you didn't like. See, folk watch us. Yes, they do. And some of us, 
We've gotten angry and made a fool out of ourselves. I'm not the only one. Anybody here ever got angry and what you allowed to happen? You hear that? What you allowed to happen? What you let happen? What you didn't resist? What you didn't fight against? Made you look like a fool. Anybody ever got angry and did things and, and, and made the situation much worse? How many of you have been there? Got angry and did what you wanted to do and made that situation worse. But look at 1 Corinthians 14. I hope we take a heed tonight. He said, let all things, let all things be done decently and in order. Let how many things? Let how many things? Now listen to me. A lot of people, when they think about this scripture, they think church. Listen, and they think church only. And certainly we need to make sure in this house that everything we do is being done decently and in order. But this verse is not limited to the church. The same way I'm passionate about making sure things are done decently and in order here at God's house I need to have that same zeal. I need to have that same passion to make sure everything at my house is done decently and in order. Amen? Because just like God is concerned about his house and what goes on there, he's also concerned about what goes on. I thought y'all were going to finish it. That's it, man. At, at my house. He's concerned. And see, it's just making me wonder how many of us are doing things at the house decently and in, in order. Again, I talked about that word decent, the antithesis of it being the word shameful. Listen. I don't want to get angry and do things in a shameful way. I talked some weeks ago about how long sometime it takes to build a good reputation. And how fast or quick you can lose. You know, anger has that capability. I said, anger has that capability. Something said while you was boiling. And it's going to be a minute before people look at you the same way. Come on. Y'all ever heard that saying? Well, it's in your mind. You might as well say it. No. <laughs> look at somebody real quick. Say the devil is a liar. <laughs> you thinking it? Say it. No. No. Why not, Pastor? Because everybody don't know what I'm thinking, first of all.
I mean, years ago, a man told me he wasn't even a saved man, but he told me, he said, you know, people don't realize sometimes folk will just think you're a fool until you open your mouth and prove that you are. Don't slip on this word tonight. Make sure all things are done decently and in order. Receive two things for decently. Make sure all things are done in a way that is acceptable and pleasing to God. I'm angry, but I got to make sure what I say and what I do is acceptable to God. I want to make sure that it's pleasing. Listen to me in His sight. Because he sees all. Or he sees everything. Am I right? Let all things be done decently and in order. In order has to do with making sure something is done lawfully. Lawfully. And the law being God's word. Come on. You're very upset about something. But make sure the way, watch this, that you choose to handle that situation is according to God's word or according to his will. Listen, because even when I am angry, there is still a proper way to do things. There is still a proper way to handle what just took place. Right? Now, if there is a proper way to handle it, then there must be an improper way to handle it. If there is a correct way to deal with a situation, then there must be a way in which I can deal with it incorrectly. Or not according to God's will. You know what we getting taught right now. Some people don't even recognize it. They don't even know what I'm teaching you tonight. They just think when they're angry. just I'm just out of control. No. But the text shows us. The main text teaches me tonight. That I can be angry but in control. I can be angry but knowing. And in control of everything that I'm doing. But I'm going to have to let, I'm going to have to let this mind. See, some of us have error that, and in you was a word I had preached, but you didn't care. Pastor Jeff taught on that, but not, not, not let this mind be in you. I teach a while back about letting things go. God dealt strongly with some of us. And, and, and instead of us letting some stuff go, we went <laughs> and grabbed a hold to it instead of letting it go. See, see, because it, it's all boiling down to, to that, again, to that little old word, let. I have to allow it to be so. I, I have to allow my mind to be on God 
even when I'm angry. Isaiah said he'll keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is what? Stayed on you because he trusts in you. Even when we are angry, we need our mind to be stayed on God so that we can handle things decently and in order. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Notice Psalm 37, because I'm in the cold. Notice Psalm 37. Woo, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your word. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So that means if I got the mind of God, people not going to pull me into what I don't need to be pulled into. You, 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 you know, people have gotten mad and then they said after getting mad, now, now, she, now, now, she made me, she made me cause her, I, no, I, I didn't, pow, pow, they made, nope. Y'all laughing, but nope. You recognize even at the trial of Jesus, Pilate and them couldn't pull him into saying anything that he didn't want to say. They couldn't pull him in to getting angry or to getting in himself. No matter how much, do you not hear the things that they say about you? He didn't let that cause him to do in that moment what he shouldn't have did. And guess what? If we got the mind of Christ, we're going to go through some situation where people are going to try to pull us into some stuff, get us to act in a fool. But because you're going to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, that means there are going to be time you won't even react to other people's foolishness until God tells you how he wants you to deal with it. This is what I want you to say to them. This is what I want your response to be to them. And we ain't got to limit that to verbal. This is what I want you to say in the email. This is what I want you to say in the text. Don't just get mad and start texting. Come on. Yeah, it's good tonight. Because we learn that even being angry, I need to let this mind be in me. It was also in Christ Jesus. I don't need that old mind. I don't need that old way of thinking. And see, let me tell you something. While some of us slipping on this word tonight, if you don't get your anger under control, you're going to mess up some things that you can't fix. And you're going to be somewhere crying, wishing you could do some things over. Now, once we are taught, we all are held accountable to the teachings. Right? Well, I ain't been in church long. Yeah, but you've been long enough to hear this message. And you, de you definitely came on the right night. And remember what I teach y'all now? A quiet people can be angry. Some folk with bad character know how to control it in public. And you'll be surprised at the way some people in here act in private when they get angry. But look how God say, no, nah, I got a time in which I'm going to deal with all that. 
Psalm 37, 23. Got to hear him close. Woo! Teach us, teach us, David. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. The steps of a good man are ordered by who? They're ordered by who? Let me ask you this. Does God order my steps when I'm angry? Does he order my steps when I'm angry? Does God order your steps when you're angry? Yes, but do we take those steps? Do we do what he says do? Do we think how he says to think? See, the steps of a good man, they ordered by God. See, we have to allow God to order our steps, saints, even when we are angry. Amen? I said amen. Now, righteous anger deals with that, which, again, is justified or valid in the sight of God. In Jesus, in Matthew 21, we see him being angry. Right? But we also see throughout the Bible, God's anger on display. When you look at the flood, that's God's anger. Come on. When we look back at Sodom and Gomorrah, that's God's anger. When we look in our present day time, we see God is angry with the wicked. We see God is angry with certain agendas that are being put forth. Come on, somebody. And what we have to learn to be is angry about the things that God is angry about. But know how to handle it the way he wants us to handle it. See, as a pastor, I'm angry about the culture that I see. Don't get mad at me. In the black community, it angers me. But I got to get hot. And let my passion for God drive me into prayer. Drive me into the Word. Put me in a position that I can help somebody. Come on here, somebody. That's righteous anger. And as children of God, we are going to get angry. But when you are angry, and it is justifiable, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. I believe David was angry the day he went to the battle and heard Goliath bragging. I'm closing, y'all. And talking junk about the God that he served. He was angry that day. But he didn't get out of order. He didn't do anything shameful. Come on, somebody. You see David being respectful even to Saul and his brother. He was angry, but he allowed God to order his steps. Come on. And the fact that he was angry about what Goliath was saying... Put him in a position for God to use him. It's time for us to get angry about things that the enemy is doing. Get in our place 
so that we can defeat things that has showed up to defeat us. But you got to have righteous anger to the point to where you're angry, but you're going to listen to God. Somebody, if you would have righteous anger tonight, certain things attacking your body, attacking your purpose, attacking your family, attacking your finances, you would listen to God. You would let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And you would win the battle that is raging against you. Come on, somebody. But the word tonight is no more getting angry, whether it's even when it's justified and not abiding in the word, not letting the mind of Christ be in us. We got to learn at the church, at the house, in the community, or wherever, to where when we are angry, I still need to let this mind. Be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. Lord, I'm boiling, but give me what to say. Lord, I'm hot, but show me what to do. Direct my step. Or if you want me to go sit down, tell me to sit down, and I'll go sit down. But I don't want to handle anything this year without having your mind. Look at your neighbor and say, righteous anger will cause you to defeat all your enemies. Amen. Let's give God a praise for the subject. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Tonight. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.